everyone. Welcome to Let's Do Lunch podcast. I can't believe this is episode 17. Um, we are, this is our very last episode of 2022. So we really thought we would close out 2022 and everyone has those New Year's resolutions um, in their mind and goal setting and who better to have maybe some goal setting talk with than um, Haley and Josh of Harry Tornado. Welcome, Hello, you guys. <laughs> We're so thrilled that you're here. Um, you guys have been really busy this month. Yeah, yeah, we've been, <laughs> we've been doing a lot. I, feel like I we've mean, been doing the whole year, honestly. I couldn't believe when you said you were going to be um, whatnotting every single day. Oh yeah, yeah. We did end up skipping a few days, I believe. I think two. Um, yeah, but... there were a few days where we just got on whatnot and just like gave away one thing and then got off just to <laughs> get the show done for the day. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I know a lot of people do whatnot every day, so like I feel silly being like, "Oh, it was so much," but it was kind of a lot, like to doing that and YouTube and all the things we have going on. So, well, yeah, I bought really... one of your plush. You did the yes. mystery plushes, like oh, yes. them on. It was like I'm telling you what everyone should do. What not like this? They said we have 65 mystery plushes. Buy it now, and then they gave away like um, gifts to people who purchased or whatever. I was not a winner, but I still got a super cute Squishmallow plush. I was so happy. Yeah. I feel like it's all about the game over there, and you guys have been incorporating some really good games. Yeah, yeah, I like the. I think people like the mystery aspect and like, you know, taking a chance on stuff, but we don't want anybody to like lose hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Um, and we've seen plenty of shows where people will spend 200 bucks on something and get something that's 50, you know? So I'm yeah. like, let's just sell, what's the way we can sell a bunch of plush for, I think we sold it for like $7 for like yep. a mystery bag. And then we gave away, I think it was like $25 prize, $50. 50 so it was $175 in giveaways. Uh, we made like 400 bucks. So like after fees and giveaways, we still made like 200 bucks in profit. And it only took, I don't know, 10 minutes to sell everything. It was That's crazy. Already. That's, That's insane. Awesome. Dello, um, my oldest son, has really been getting into whatnot. And he tried a game on the last one where he took a previous advent calendar that he had and he stuffed it with minifigs. And mm -hmm. so when you won, you got to pick a door. So that was really fun. I, yeah, I, I, that's cool. I think it's cool that at 16 years old to find something already that doesn't feel like work, but you're making more money than what you could mm -hmm. clocking in for someone else. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I tried to tell him that since he was 14, but it really did take. And I told my husband, I was like, it's going to take him clocking in for minimum wage until this clicks, until he understands like, wait a minute, if I worked for an hour with mom, then I could make, you know, however much. And then if I'm working for an hour here, it's, I bring home $10, you know, and it really did take that. And it took someone asking him to scrub the floor and following him around, telling him he missed a spot. She was like super mean to him that day. And I gave him no sympathy when he came home about it. I was like, that's working for someone, son. Like, I don't care what your job is. I was like, and even, even to an extent, our jobs, like we have to deal with people um, complaining or maybe saying that you're not doing stuff right. I had an interesting one the other day though. Tell me what you guys think about this. Someone complained because I included a free giveaway with their purchase. Hmm. I mean, I like I, like That's I got <laughs> negative response about it. And um, they said I included stuff that they didn't order, nor did they want. <laughs> Wow. Wow. And it was because like Christmas. what they were buying was like a certain genre of thing and I, they were really kind and I, well, I thought. And so I was like, well, I have these extra of this thing. I'm going to include them. And they were angry about it. Hmm. Like, have you ever had anyone get salty because you included something for free? 
No, no. It's usually because they bought something and we left it out of the package. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I put a uh, thank you card in there, and it was, I mean, it was a one that I found at the bins, and I got snarky comments about my cheesy thank you card one time. <laughs> when I first started reselling, I got a handwritten letter mailed back to me from the buyer of this tie. I still have the letter. And um, she's like, I just wanted to let you know this tie was for my 12 year old grandson and it fit perfectly. Like she hand wrote and put a stamp wow. on a letter and sent wow. this to my house. I think that's was, I know it was when I first started reselling and I naively thought everyone would be so amazing. And so now I'm going to frame the letter knowing that that was a one-off situation. <laughs> yeah, that will never happen again. <laughs> yeah. How much do you feel like you guys, the percentage of the people that buy something from you on eBay though, like know you or whatnot even how, how many do you, or feel like they know you? Hmm. I don't know. I used to say it yeah. was like probably like 30 to 40% of our sales went to, went to viewers, but I don't know. We've really cut back on eBay a lot um, mm -hmm. on this year. I mean, we still, uh, some of us, at least Haley and Kim list fairly consistently on eBay. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> um, but I think since we've cut down on listing a lot, it's probably increased our viewer sales just because there's less mm -hmm. things to choose from maybe. So now it's probably like 50 to 60%, I'd say. But it depends on the item. That makes sense. And it depends yeah. on if the item was in a video. If the item's in a video, the chances that a buyer wants it is jacks up tremendously. Sometimes it's so hard when you have an item in your video and someone contacts you before you've priced it, mm -hmm. especially if it's like a high dollar item, because then there's kind of the pressure to like, you want to give them a good deal, but then you're also like, well, I was, I didn't exactly know I was going to price it at yet. So mm -hmm. that's kind of difficult. You ever find that that's hard to price yeah, something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've had sure. somebody, I do videos showing what I paid and they wanted me to buy it for what I paid. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, kind of not exactly the business I'm in. Oh, that's literally <laughs> my oldest son. He wants to source the stuff I source, like, but not with me after I buy it. He's like, Hey, I'll, oh. pay, I'll give you back what you paid for that. And I'm like, that's not mm -hmm. really how I'm doing business here, son. I got to mark it up. Sometimes I give him stuff at cost, but most of the time I tell him to go source his own stuff. You know, like I don't want to give him um, any false ideas about this business. If there's fees, then, you know, he pays the fees. And if there's, um, he, he is using my shipping supplies still, but the other day he had a minifig whatnot and I was out of poly mailers waiting on some to come in. And I said, I have my own shipping to do today. You cannot take my last poly mailers. And he, he drove to Walmart. I mean, so he paid up and bought little padded envelopes and he's like, these were a great deal. It was only $5 a pack. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you got like 10 of them. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I'm going to be using my coupon to use my, uh, my eBay supplies. That's what I'm going to be doing. My daughter's now, my daughter's 20, well, she'll be 25 this week. And uh, she now decided that while she's finishing her last year of college, that she is going to resell. Except for now she, because I've been reselling her whole, literally her whole life. She goes to all my places. She was, you know, this morning, I, I couldn't well. go. So my one honey hole that like has this great sale every single, well, it's usually Monday, but they were closed yesterday. She's there right now taking all my stuff. I'm like, <laughs> that's not all right. Wait a second. I taught you too well. Now, technically, if you're not there, she's only taking it from the person down the road. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. But, you know, I was like, dang it. That's pretty that's funny. That's so great. Like, I don't know. There's, you want your kids to be into every single thing that you're into, but realize they might not be. But when there is something that you can share together, it's just 
like it's magic because it's not forced. I mean, even like I run Dello shows while he's doing them, except for now he suddenly doesn't need me to do that, which is great because he kept saying, do you have anything planned tonight? Do you have anything, you know? And I would tell him, you know, whoever we were live with, or, you know, I can't do it in here now. I said, Dello, it's not hard. You know, it's not hard. And you're super tech savvy. Do one show on your own. Because mm -hmm. he even did the running of one of my shows once. I gave him like 25%. And so I went to the gym. I come home and the kid's running a show. And I, I peek in his bedroom. I was like, do you need my help? He's like, I got this. And had like his best show ever. Wow. wow. He sold one minifig for $80. I was like, wow. insane. You're so now that you guys have been doing this for a while, is this like sparked any of your family to kind of jump on your bandwagon? Is there anybody that's doing it's anything? It's so funny that you say that because we like try to get people in it and they're just like, they still don't understand. I just don't understand. Like there's a, a guy at our church. He's a couple years younger a than me. Yeah. yeah. A couple years younger than me. Like he literally took him to the thrift store and his first time in the thrift store found the GPS, yeah, like, like a Garmin GPS, GPS like, and paid, sold it for he paid four dollars for it and sold for like 110 and like 110 dollars. First time he went, and then like Josh was like, Oh, like, are you gonna do it? And he's like, No, he was like, Ah, oh, I, I one flip and it's cool, I'll move on to something else. I'm and like, then he got a landscaping job making like 10 bucks an hour. I'm like, How, why, why would you do that? That's like hard manual labor in the South Carolina sun. Oh, no. No way. I can't understand that. Usually it takes like one flip to hook someone, especially for his first thing to be so good like that. Yeah. Right. Like it's never that easy. No. no. What no. about your sister, Haley? Has she like got any interest at all? No, she really doesn't. Mm -hmm. Like hasn't like she watches our videos and she encourages other people to watch them, but <laughs> never think, done anything. I think Kyle, your brother, tried to flip a few things like locally. Like I think I think he went to the bins one time by himself and he found like a penny board and sold that on Facebook for like 25 bucks. But it just most people like even family or not, like we get the comments all the time, like, oh, you're telling people to do this on YouTube and everybody's starting to do it and you're ruining the market. And it's not it's not a, it's not a secret. Like the information is no. out there. Like You can tell a million people how to resell and maybe one percent of them will try it. And of that one percent, maybe one percent will stick with it for 90 days. And of that one percent, maybe one percent will stick around for a year. And then you're eventually right. people just kind of get bored with it. Most yeah, they say that resellers, most of them, like one percent, make it past a year. Yeah, like doing it, you know, more than just like. Easy. Yeah, everyone thinks it's so easy, and you start doing, it and you're like, "Wow, this is a lot of work." It is a lot. Well, of like work, the yeah. the most broadcastable part of reselling is the shopping, and so I think people go in with like this false anticipation that that's the majority of it, and that's such a small. It's such a small portion that you can truly go months without sourcing because mm -hmm. we all have too much stuff. We could sell our own stuff. And so then they get in and realize that that's really like, what would you say? 5% of the job? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at my like um, Adina, Melinda, Hustle and Hooks, like they don't even source anymore. They just have all the stuff sent directly to their house. So they, that's not what I would want to do because they're taking all the fun out of it. Yeah. In my opinion, they're <laughs> doing the hard work. But I mean, they're selling, you know, what are they, like 30, 50 things a day and they're mm -hmm. only doing clothing. So that's a lot of sales for just clothing. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, they, they don't think they go thrifting at all. Everything's just sent to their house. I guess so we actually all were friends on YouTube. But guys, we became friends in real life from FlipCon. That's right. <laughs> So, I mean, that's like amazing. I want to know, do we have plans already in place for next yeah. year? 
We actually just talked about this morning. I was like, Josh, the next thing on our to-do list is to at least come up with dates. We believe yes. that it was going to be there. Yeah, I'm, I want to shoot for the second week in August. Um, the first week in like I think we did third week in August last year, and that was like people started school and stuff, so it was kind of mm-hmm. weird. And then the first week in August is the big yard sale, like the highway mm-hmm. 20, whatever. 127. Right. Uh, we're going to do it the week after that. So people can do the yard sale and then come to North Carolina. Um, and we're going to do it a three-day event instead of two days. So it'll be Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That's um, good. Second week in August. I have to verify that with the hotel. We did get a, a Christmas card. We did. In our house so nice. from the hotel people. So that was really nice. <laughs> Because we they were like, guys, they were like, they're trying them. to woo us. <laughs> Anybody that's going to us this year, we're going to send them a yeah. Christmas card. <laughs> I think that for a lot of people, I mean, after we went and had so much fun, and we've all talked about it as much fun as we had, I think there's a lot of people out there that that's their one of their goals for 2023. I feel like that's something that, like, setting goals for me, this was something I definitely wanted to talk about because this is our last episode before the new year. So I think there's a lot of people that use that as a drop dead date, the deadline that, okay, this year's over. This is how I'm going to start the next year. And I have like, we talked to Scott to King and after we talked to him, I was like, Oh, I, he asked us about our goals. And I thought, I, I guess I just wanted to maintain. But then after I started talking to him and, and he got my gears going, I thought, what am I going to do? What, what goals do I have? And do you guys maybe not necessarily resolutions, but do you guys have a like a strategy or a game plan moving forward about what you want to accomplish and um, you know use the things that you've accomplished last year moving forward? How do you guys go into the next year? How do you attack it? How do you decide what you want to do next? It's a good question. You want me to start? <laughs> Take it away. I I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like over the past couple of years, it's been pretty obvious that we are very full into YouTube. Like YouTube is our thing. Like we love like coming up with new ideas and stuff. And I think going into 2023, we're really going to try to focus on, we're not leaving reselling whatsoever, but we're going to finally, I guess, call ourselves part-time resellers. I think we've been that way for a while. And we want to come up with new content strategies that like incorporate new things. Like Josh was talking about um, he posted on his Instagram today that he wants to learn like some handyman stuff and like maybe we can incorporate some house stuff into our content and then resell to find the money, but then, you know, do the house content. Um, so we're really just trying to like focus on more of that. If that answers the question, um, we've been in a kind of like a YouTube course, they say it's not a course, but it's kind of a course, kind but of. he talks a lot about goals and we, we as a couple, we individually never have been, really into goals and kind of like you're saying, Kristen, like, you know, it kind of takes somebody else to say, Hey, like you should really set goals to be like, huh? Like I really should. So we're, we're trying to be more mindful of that for sure. Going into 2023. So when you're mindful of it, do you like write it down? What would you encourage other people to do in order to be able to like, I mean, maybe not necessarily be like you, but you know, be like you, you know, that, that everybody has, everybody has somebody that they are looking toward to, I mean, do you, do you do anything or do you just be like, Hey, I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> do you, do you write it down? Do you have a calendar? Do you use- really learned from this like course thing is like actually like setting a date and saying like, okay, in six months, I want this to happen. Cause I think that's the problem with like new year's resolutions is people just like, say they're going to do something. And then by January 30th or whatever, they're just like, 
uh, I'm not going to go to the gym anymore, you know, or oh, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's not like a set thing. So I don't know about writing it down, but just like being intentional about it, I guess. Yeah. You have yeah. to- I, I've never really written anything down. I've never really been a fan of resolutions in general, um, yeah. but with goals, I think, I think a lot of people just set goals of like the end result, but they don't break it down into what needs to happen mm-hmm. to get there. So yeah. like, if you want to make a hundred thousand dollars this year, okay, well, how much is that a month? How much is that a week? How much is that a day? If you break it down into like bite-sized pieces like that, it seems achievable. Cause if you just say, I want to make a hundred thousand bucks this year and don't know how to get there, then it's probably not going to happen. And that's, that's yeah. true of anything. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've never really written stuff down at least not long-term. Like some days I'll wake up and I'm super motivated and I'll just make a to-do list of all the, <laughs> I'll try to put like some easy stuff to do and then like a hard thing to do. Um, and then it's so like, all right, let me just, and sometimes I'll even post on Instagram. Like I've done this two or three times yeah. where I'll like post my to-do list. I'm like, if I don't post proof that I did this today, I'm going to give one of you guys a hundred bucks. So it like, gives me some like, motivation to actually get it done. Yeah. I love I that word that you use like, intentional too. I'm sorry. What was that? I'm sorry. I love that word that you were using intentional because Rachel said something about using, she's got like a word that she was going to focus on. Wasn't that your word? Yeah. And intentionality. And I like, I'm such a proponent of writing things down. Something magical happens. I'm telling you guys, when you write it down, not only write it down, but like Josh said, post it somewhere. I post um, every major goal on my refrigerator. Like not only do I see it every day, but my tribe here sees it every day. The people in my life know what my goals are and we have a workout class at, at the gym. It's just on Mondays and Wednesdays and you work out solo outside of the class. But yesterday within the class, the instructor, she said, I want to run a mile every day in January. And I've been focusing more on like lifting than running. So I thought, well, I'll join her in this. I said, let's do a run streak. And before you knew it, we had the whole class um, on this group text where we will every day post what our mile was, whether you're running, walking, biking, um, right. because the accountability. So like writing it down and accountability is such a huge thing because I, I'm can't be flaky. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I mean, pardon my French, like come hell or high water, it's going to happen. Absolutely. There's no way that I'm going to go back on my word. And so, yeah, if I tell you that by the end of this year, this is going to happen, there will be some way that it's going to (laughs) happen. We're going to make sure of that. So I say write it down, tell people about it hell or high water. I just got the visual. I'm so pale and in white. I'm the angel and over here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look at that. (laughs) No matter what, because, but then I, there is something to be said. Um, So Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx on her um, NPR, how I built this podcast. She talked a lot about how when she was first starting her company, you don't want to tell, like I say, put it out there so that you have accountability, but you don't want to tell every single person in your life exactly what your goal is, exactly what you're doing, because there are certain people that are going to immediately kill that dream. Like they're just going to speak death onto whatever it is that, I mean, there's some people in my life that don't know every single goal that I have. So you do need to wait for like the appropriate time to say that publicly, because while it's still like an infantile goal and just kind of a dream in your mind, it's not even maybe a goal yet. It's still a dream. You speak that out loud and someone comes in and just squashes it. It's already squashing your own mind too. Now you have this defeated mindset and you, you have to overcome an obstacle that you gave yourself. It's like, maybe don't tell everyone until the time is right, what your goal is, but tell some important people in your life. I think that's important. True. Something else I want to kind of pursue this year is like, 
I've always said that I don't really think reselling for most people, probably 99% of people, I don't think reselling alone, like with no other income sources is a good idea. Like if you really want to focus on that and do it full time, then you can make it full time. But I've always been a fan of having something else going on, whether it's a YouTube channel or a part time job, full time job, something else to help supplement that. Because we all know reselling can be, you know, hit or miss sometimes. It just kind of yeah. happens that way. So I want to like pursue other just other ways of making money, like kind of embracing the idea of being entrepreneurs instead of resellers. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause I think that would be good for us financially and good for like the YouTube just to like change things up a little bit. Um, I've noticed like just a lot of there, I feel like there used to be a ton of resellers on YouTube and now like so many people have quit. Like I just don't mm -hmm. see, I don't see much from people anymore and people are still reselling, but I, just, I think there was like, if you look at the Google trend chart of reselling, I think it probably spiked like 2019, 2020 maybe. And then it's just been slowly coming down. Um, I don't know, just my personal, personal opinion. And again, like Haley said, we're not going to stop reselling ever. Honestly, we love finding deals and stuff like that, but I think it's a good idea to explore other options, just ways to diversify your income and, you know, create a good nest egg. So you don't have to work forever. That's important. And like raising up young children, I don't ever want to tell my kids, you have to be one thing your whole life. I always ask them, what do you want to be first? Because you can be a doctor and then change paths and decide you want to open a retail store. And then you could be a plumber later in life. You, you can change yeah. yourself. But then also I'm telling Dello, suppose you needed to make $50,000 a year. You can find one job that makes you $50,000 a year, or you can find five jobs that make you $10,000 a year and probably live a lot more of your life working those five jobs at just $10,000, that's less than $1,000 a month. You can find five things that make you less than $1,000 a month and still live so much of your life because you shouldn't be whatever your job is that your job title, you know, a lot of people, that's immediately what they lead with. That's that's their personality. It's whatever their job is. And I'm like, yeah, you yeah. have so much. Identify. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. That's your identifier. There's so much more to your life than what your career is. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know what that that's so true i was an accountant and so everyone's like accountant okay and now when um people ask me what i do i'm like i'm a full-time ebay reseller and they're all like like i'm so well, sorry it's not a job <laughs> you know accountant is like so respected and you know we get that we understand that mm -hmm. and now they're like uh like how and i'm like no really I support my family. It's, yeah. it's my only income. Like Josh yeah. says, you, he wouldn't recommend that. I'm like, oops, that's what I do. What <laughs> <laughs> you do? You've diversified. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it's you know, but now it's like, it's like people look at me like, oh, that's all you do. <laughs> like, it's a real job. I promise. So you're constantly having a yard sale. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I never. I, I do want to clear. I'm not. I'm not saying it's like a bad thing. Like a like. I I love like entrepreneurship in general. Like I'd rather see someone be a full-time reseller than an accountant, honestly. <laughs> um, so I just like, I like the idea of kind of like spreading, spreading it out oh, a little bit. We have different things you can do and you, everybody gets tired of listing. So if you can stop listing and go drive for Uber or something, just to change mm -hmm. things up a little bit while you're still making money, I think that's just healthy to, to some that's degree. True. But nothing wrong with being a full-time reseller if that's all you do. That's just It's funny that it's so, uh, there's such a lack of respect for just, I think out of 
a lack of knowledge about what reselling truly is, or um, maybe, you know, some people throw shade at resellers, of course. So maybe that's a little bit of a lack of respect, but I think more of a lack of knowledge because the things that I'm able to do and afford and accomplish as a reseller versus a realtor, like that's a respected job. People think realtors make so much money. I do way better at reselling, flipping old t-shirts online and pencils and gum wrappers than I ever did selling houses. <laughs> And I think some of it too, though, I mean, we were just talking before about Josh being an underwriter. I think that is also just like accounting. It's a respectful job, but yeah. it's, it's so, it, for me, it sounds so boring. I want to do something yeah. fun <laughs> and I have so much fun, like looking for, like you guys said, finding that thing that makes that you want to flip that just cool stuff. I think that's what makes this fun and be able to make money with it too at the same time. So yeah. I've always yeah. said that like happiness and freedom have like a monetary value. Cause yeah. like when I first quit, like nobody was like totally against me pursuing reselling full time, reselling on YouTube, but it was like, what about the benefits? What about the insurance yeah. stuff like that? I'm like, those are nice, but they're pretty, you can just buy insurance, you know? And yeah. like, I'm not going to take a job making, I was making $42,000 a year as, as an underwriter. And they gave me like a, I think I had a 3% 401k match and health insurance. So I'm like, okay, a 3% match comes out to about 1200 bucks a year. So if I can make another $100 a month, there's my 401k match. I can match it myself. And then insurance is expensive, but you can still make that, you know? Right. Um, so obviously now we're doing much better than $42,000 a year, but happiness alone has value. So even if you make the same, but you don't have to wake up at the exact same time every day and commute 40 minutes to work and yeah. walk two blocks to the building and up two stairs and have an hour mm -hmm. lunch break and do a job that you don't really like, you know, just having ownership of your time and being able to choose what you want to do that day. is probably worth, if I had to put a monetary value on that, I'd say that's worth probably like $30,000 a year. That alone, just yeah. owning. You had me at hour lunch break. I mean, yeah. there are people that ask permission to use the bathroom, grown adults. Yeah. I'm like, mm -hmm. you don't have to do this. And the key, I know you guys are huge, huge proponents of being debt free. And that is if I had something to speak to the younger generation, because, you know, Dave Ramsey talks about how to get out of debt. But I, I swear one of these days, I'm going to write a book about how to avoid debt altogether. That's not how to get out of debt. Just don't go into debt. Like if we could teach this younger generation, don't start debt in the first place. And Drew and I have been blessed that we never took on debt. And so the amount of money I need to make as a reseller may be a lot less than what someone else needs to make because they have these car payments and credit card bills and maybe a higher mortgage. There is such a joy to living beyond, like below your means, way mm -hmm. below your means that you're mm -hmm. able to, to have extra money to do extra things and probably make half of what someone that thinks that you have money makes, you know? Yep. Keep it. There's a, a guy I've been watching on YouTube recently. Recently, his name is Alex Hormozzi, and um, he he's like 32 years old, my age. He's got a hundred million dollar net worth, and he's kind of like an wow. anti guru. Like he doesn't try to sell any courses. He just wants to like explain like how he built these multiple companies. And one, he's very like kind of like Dave Ramsey, like against debt, but kind of a more realistic way. But just like keeping his overhead low. He's like there was a point in his life when he was making you know hundred thousand dollars a month. He was living on $1,500 a month. He was living mm -hmm. in a house with seven roommates, splitting one room with another guy. The guy had his mattress and he had a little twin mattress on the floor. <laughs> making a hundred thousand bucks a month. Wow. He was like, wow. I just wanted to make as much money as I could and not, he's like, the less money you spend, the more money you That's make. 
Yes. It's, it's not about write. what you make. It's about what you spend. You yeah. know, though, that's the Oracle of Omaha. That's what he says, too. He's lived in that same house all of his life. And he's he's the go to that the presidents ask questions about money, too. So, I mean, he's lived in the same house. He's got the same car. He drives himself to work. He, he just is, wants to be a normal guy. And I think there's so much respect for that because you can still know how to manage your money and what to do with money and, and enjoy life. I think that's nice that you aren't tied to that office, to that cubicle to just get groceries. I think there's so much, so much respect for that. There's kind of a little trick to, to affordability in America, in my opinion, anyway, of uh, living in the, live in the flyover state, live in the small town of the flyover state. Because, you know, we, last week we were in New York city and when we would, I would pick things up and I'm like, this is $5 here and it's $1.99 back home. So let's break that down. If I'm making 50 grand a year and you're making a hundred grand a year, we're making the same. Everything costs you twice as much. And so it's just, it's amazing to me because in the city there, you know, we'll talk about our, our lower income, but all of our cost of living is so much lower. I mean, you look at the cost of an apartment in New York City and you might get a thousand square feet. And I've got six acres and four bedrooms. We don't even pay $600 a month for our mortgage. You know what I mean? I mean, just live in a flyover state, okay? (laughs) We were just talking about how we went to the grocery store and I know that groceries are all going up and it's expensive and stuff, but like in the Midwest where we're at now, where our, you know, our, full-time houses it's <laughs> eggs were 359 and we were like whoa eggs have really gone up and i was like yeah but in denver they were like 674 or something like they were <laughs> twice yeah. eggs? for eggs so. wow. eggs are crazy and Didn't people that have that? always lived there think that's how it is everywhere yes we were at some store the other day and it was like 11 something yeah for we like have a, Publix. A dozen. we have Publix around here and it was like eight dollars for like the cheap Publix brand eggs it's crazy. It's crazy. 12. I remember going, you could go to Aldi and get 12 eggs for like 60 cents. Yeah. I was like, how are these chicken farmers making any money at all? Yeah. Like 60 cents at the grocery store. That means Aldi's paying 10 cents. And that means the farmers making less than a penny per egg. (laughs) Okay. New secret to wealth. Go vegan. Don't eat eggs. (laughs) Well, right. Or so my daughter who was doing that she was buying eggs at the local farmer because she wanted to support the local farmer and we were all about do everything small do everything local so she went to go get her local eggs and this was two years ago she paid 12 dollars for brown eggs from the farmer down the street in boulder (laughs) and i said you paid 12 dollars for eggs yeah and now i'm starting to think well 12 dollars for eggs that's not that bad (laughs) chickens make a lot of eggs though like we've we know several people that own less than 10 chickens they give eggs away for free because they just have so many of them many i are you guys gonna get some animals with the new land that you have i don't know we've thought about it and then Decided not to and then go back and forth. I don't know. I like the idea of getting three goats named Angela, Oscar, and Kevin. Kevin. Call them the accounting department and then just (laughs) let them like just hang out in the backyard all the time. I think they'll keep it like mowed down for you too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Goats will eat anything I heard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, See if Moe's likes goats. I don't think he's ever met one. He would not. He He might. (laughs) Are you going to get a little brother or sister dog for Moe's one of these days? I don't know. <laughs> Moses was a really good puppy. We were spoiled. With yeah. Him. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I feel like mm-hmm. if we got a puppy, it would be just hellacious. 
we want to get a brother dog for Oliver too. He's a dachshund, but we're so afraid that other dog is going to be like barky too much, even though mine was just barking or like Oliver won't like him, or, you know, so we're like we're so spoiled with like a dog. We really just think is cool. It's like yeah. introducing a new child. My first kid was like so chill and the quietest he wouldn't even bring loud kids home and now if you guys anyone who's met israel knows how loud this kid is i'm like i just gave you a little brother that is full volume all day long 60 miles an hour he never Wait, stops rachel we were talking about dogs are you comparing your children to yes dogs? i'm comparing because you said the second one might be rowdy my second one i don't have any pets you guys i'm allergic let me be a part of the conversation okay <laughs> Like, let's get this girl like a parakeet or a salamander or something. Goldfish, oh no? Gosh. I looked for sea monkeys for Christmas. I was going to get some for Israel. And I don't know if there was like some uproar about sea monkeys, but I couldn't get them at Walmart and you can order them like online. Have you guys ever had sea monkeys? No. They're really cool. So they're like uh, cryogenically frozen or there's some other way that they're frozen. Little uh, brine shrimp. And they come in this little packet. And so you fill up the container with water and dump them in there. And then they reanimate and they, they come back to life. They, they reproduce asexually. So it doesn't even matter if you only got one more will show up. Oh. They're some of the most fascinating little animals. I'm sorry for the science lesson, but you should look up sea monkeys <laughs> and, and like the sorted history of of the company it's really interesting <laughs> so maybe i'll get israel some of those because i feel like i would not be allergic to sea monkeys mm. go. <laughs> oh my gosh so do you guys have new year's eve plans do you do that do you go out no no <laughs> i don't either no. i don't either i told my husband when we first got together uh, all of our friends were going to go out because we got we got married really young and, and that was the thing everybody wanted to go out for new year's oh yeah yeah and I said, absolutely not. You are staying home. You are not going because I don't want you out there with all those amateur drunks on the road. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are going to hang out with me. I'm just going to stay home. We watch movies. Yep. It's really boring. Your dad was like that too. Like we, when I was dating Haley, we'd go to his house and he, he wanted everybody home that night. He didn't want yeah. anybody to, to go like any other night you can go do whatever you want. But like right. there was something about New Year's Eve that he was kind of weird about that. You just want everybody yeah, off the roads. people do drink and draw it. But yeah. It's, yeah. It's oh, terrible. Yeah. yeah, it's a terrible day. This I'm is... having an, a YouTube auction. I have auctions on Saturday and I asked everybody, I said, well, are y'all going to have plans? And they're just like me, homebodies. They're like, no, do it. We'll all hang out together. So Party at Angie's house. Oh, big, exciting <laughs> New Year's plans around my house. This is Delo's first year being old enough to go out, you know, because he's 16 and has a car. Now, there's not a chance that kid's leaving this house on New Year's <laughs> Eve. Not a chance. There's like so many back roads around here and people yeah. uh, on an average Friday night, half of them are probably drunk. So I'm not letting him out. His girlfriend lives on like one of the most dangerous roads in our town. So they call it Seven Sisters and it's just hill after hill. There's seven of them uh -huh. and people will take their cars out there to try to jump them. Trust me, mm -hmm. he's going to be right here. I keep him her to house to, so it might be like the perfect perfect reason for her to come over to the house finally yeah, yeah. We used to have all the kids is we would have the sleepover for all the kids at our house so then all the other parents could go do whatever they wanted and we knew that our oh, kids were home and they were totally safe and we were all about staying home on new year's we're mm, i'll go out and hang out with you and party any other night but i'm not going out on new year's mm -mm. 
I yeah, I think if my kids were older, I'd I'd find some place to wear some sequins. I mean, I will my living room anyway. Right, like, it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll watch the ball drop in like England and then be like, "Good night, see ya." <laughs> England poppins. <laughs> yes, maybe New York. I'll watch. Yeah, maybe New York if I'm up that late. But usually, you I'm don't just... stay up until midnight in your own time zone. No, no, <laughs> no. I you stay guys up until... no. It'll be the new year when I wake up and we'll be like, woohoo, good morning. Oh, do you, Angie? <laughs> of course. You guys, Josh, Haley, night you, you guys are staying up till midnight on the East Coast, right? I don't think we do. Not usually. <laughs> Come on. Seriously. I don't, I don't get the hype. It's just one time I, I did go, this was maybe like nine or 10 years ago. And like our city of Columbia does like this New Year's Eve thing downtown. And the mayor did like some speech. He started a speech at like 1155 and he just kept talking through midnight. And then they started to like, let's count it down. But it was like 1204. Oh my God. What is this guy talking about? You just missed it by four minutes. Yeah. I would like to see the ball drop in New York. That would have been cool. But yeah, we saw the ball while we were there because we went to this observation deck. This thing was so cool, you guys. So they have like so many different towers that you can, you know, you can go to the Empire State Building or wherever and look out at the city. There's this place called Summit OV and it's three stories. So we booked it at sunset. So the first story, you, you experience it at your leisure. You just can't go down once you progress. And so the first story we looked at, uh, you know, in the sunlight. And then by the second story, the sun was starting to set. And by the third story, it was dark. Wow. So it was like such a perfect time to experience it. But they have this one room that has, I they must have a bit of helium in them. These huge silver they're like beach balls, but they're silver, they're metallic. And some of them float and some of them are on the floor. And the pictures are so dreamy. When you get in this room, it's not dreamy at all. I'm going to include some of it on the vlog, okay? It's these kids running and screaming and punching these balls, even though there's signs that tell you not to punch and kick. And trust, it was one of those like Instagram reality type things. Oh, yeah. So if you saw the pictures of Drew and I were like kissing underneath one of the balls, that was amidst toddlers running around and popping these things. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Well, the Instagram was great then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was Instagram versus reality, a thousand percent. But that was the only room I said that they should call this room because they call every room like levitation and air. Oh. And I said they should call this room birth control. <laughs> and I have to get out of here while I still like people. And so like, oh. the whole family had to get out of that room. But everything else about it was really cool. Was we me. have this thing here in Pensacola. It's the Pelican Drop. Because I'm in oh, Pensacola, Florida. Yeah. So they have a big thing downtown. But man, you couldn't catch me down there. I mean, it's like really great little downtown feel and everything. And But you can't, you know, forget it trying to get out of there. You'll be there for two and a half hours trying to leave downtown when it's over mm. and this year it's freezing cold and nah, I'll, I'll yeah. just be in my comfy pjs and be like yeah. happy new year going to bed i'm totally <laughs> dressing up in my living room the kids are gonna have shirley temples i'm gonna have champagne we're having like oh, crackers yeah. and a spread and i don't care if it's just the four of us well plus Della's girlfriend oh <laughs> <laughs> we do it's that here gonna be fun. We, that's what we did when i was a kid and my grandma would always buy sun chips it was the only time all year that we had sun chips Really? <laughs> and so we have good. To have, aren't they good for you i don't know we have to have sun chips and shirley temples though oh yeah we'll have like charcuterie boards and stuff like that when it's just it'll just be me and mr squirrel so yeah. but i will still celebrate a little bit we just won't we'll just be in bed before it was over so 
would you rather like watch the ball drop in New York in person or do the polar plunge? Oh. Okay, Rachel, go first. What would you rather do? Oh, I have done the polar plunge um, for Special Olympics, and I thought I was going to lose my feet because I did the stupidest thing in the world. I I wore a swimsuit. I wore a bikini because I was trying to be extra. Imagine that. And I had a scarf and earmuffs in this bikini, and then I had rubber boots. The water, the air temperature was negative 17 that day. They broke the ice for us to jump in this lake. And... I had rubber boots, you guys. Like, was no one, I clearly wasn't smart enough. Was no one around me smart enough to tell me that that was a stupid idea because the water was not going to come out of the boots? I jump in the water and then I come back out in the freezing water and ice is still on my feet until I get back to the warming tent. I thought I would never feel my feet again. Oh my gosh. Okay, Andy, would you do polar plunge or New Year's Eve ball drop? I Okay, this is so silly. I would totally do a polar plunge. Number one, I'm in Florida. So even though it's chilly it's not like super super cold most of the time so polar plunge you could do it in and out my problem is new york city is number one going to be smelly and dirty and number two i am not a porta potty person and <laughs> i think they just pee in diapers at at times square <laughs> oh, no that's what i've heard no really? Yes, I'm people in line you in a diaper be there at like two in the afternoon to get a spot and whatever mm-hmm. and i'm I'm like old now. I have to pee after so many hours. So no, not using the diapers. Body, it is. So I'll jump in the cold water and jump right back out. That's that's my goal. Just don't wear waders. All right. <laughs> you guys, what are you gonna do? Ball drop or polar plunge? Uh, <laughs> I am not a polar plunge person. No, I like, I'd, I'd, I'd go to New York. Probably, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. We were, I really liked it when we went. We were only there for two days and nothing bad happened. So <laughs> It's so much safer than people let on, isn't it? Yeah. I loved it. Even well, Rachel just got back from New York, gone. so. You I even rode what? Before. In the cabs, you say? We we did not take a cab. We took the subway. Like six, five or six times. Yeah. It was fun. I talked myself out of the but... subway, but we did take we did. some lifts. Yeah. We did. Oh, my gosh, subway. guys. <laughs> Let me tell you something funny that happened. So we get, oh, Kristen, you didn't get to say, will you polar plunge or go to New York? Oh, uh, I want to hear what you, I want to hear your story first. (laughs) When we got to New York, we land at LaGuardia. And first of all, it was basically closed down. I was like, this is the city that never sleeps. Like the restaurants aren't even open in the airport. And um, Drew gets on Lyft and he wanted to schedule, they have different tiers. Like you can get an economy car, you can get an SUV. And then from there it goes to like the deluxe Lyft where it's like professional chauffeur drivers and black SUVs and stuff. Right. So he gets an SUV because we need for our luggage. We can't do an economy car. The guy that picks it up was is actually a Lyft Lux driver and was headed home and just decided to pick up this last one. So we got picked up by this black Escalade ESV, like the ones with the oh. new digital dashes. Oh. And I was like, and this professional chauffeur driver in a suit gets out and loads up our stuff. It's the same price as the other one because that's what he scheduled. And so we pull up to the hotel. Those people must have thought we had money. It was so cute. They don't even have a bellhop service. And I get out with this Gucci bag that I literally just sourced so I can flip it. So I I bought this thing for next to nothing. And it's literally about to be for sale on whatnot or eBay. But all they see is these people getting out holding Gucci out of a Cadillac Escalade with a chauffeur. They came out with the luggage carts, giving us speechy waters. I was like, they think we have money. And I don't even have any cash to tip anyone. (laughs) Oh, 
we just kept getting upgraded like the whole trip we got upgraded to comfort plus which is like behind first class um on the way home and then we got free drinks and i don't know the people in new york were nicer than than what folks let on so Kristen, what are you are you polar plunging or new year's eve in new york i i want to do both but no, I won't do them both at the same time. But I, I want to stand at the bottom of the of the ball and watch it drop with all the people, and I want to do the polar plunge. So I will do both. Well, I don't know. I think it's nationwide. If you truly want to polar plunge, or if anyone listening wants to polar plunge, so uh, Special Olympics is who I did my plunge with, and you you raise money, and you know people want to see you jump in yeah. the in the river or whatever. That would be a worthwhile organization because it's tied to really yeah, good charity. There's a benefit to it. I think that's a good idea. I don't know that I, um, I, I don't know that I will wear rubber boots whenever I go do it, but no. <laughs> good. It or bikini, good. but I definitely want to try it just to say that I did it. We usually go on new year's day. There's a float trip down the Illinois river and we would do like a canoe trip. We would do those. And it's nice because it's nice and calm. It's not like the rivers down there by you, Rachel, where, you, you know, there's somebody yeah. over all the time. This is just right. nice and easy. You, you go down it. You got to get in the canoe and you got to get out of the canoe. So it's cold. But that's when the rubber boots do come in handy. <laughs> Usually we do that on New Year's Day or we have done that in New Year's Day. Not every year, but I just didn't know. Do I look like the type of person that wears rubber boots for anything? <laughs> Let me tell you something else I didn't know. This is a funny story. Were they cute rubber boots, you know, that had like chevrons? No, they were my husband's rubber boots. They weren't even cute. And oh, okay. I, I was didn't visualizing know like fishing boots, gray. Yes. Just oh. That's exactly what they were with a, with a bikini thinking, and a scarf. See, in my mind, I just knew you had the itty bitty teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini with yellow boots. No. It was it was a nightmare. But yesterday, so we got snow and ice and everything here. I got to put the Bronco in slippery goat mode for the very first time. Okay. I keep calling it slippery goat mode because they call them the goat modes goes over all terrain. And one of them oh, is yeah. called slippery. So I keep oh, calling it yeah. slippery goat mode. Yeah. And it, which just puts it in four high, essentially. It does a few additional things, but it's in four high. And so I drove to the gym and I never felt safer in my life on the snow and ice. I'm usually the girl that's like, it snowed a little, I'm staying home. But I was like, I got a Bronco. I'm taking this thing. I don't care what I have to go over. It'll do it. And so I pull in the gym parking lot and I went to park and I had no idea that you lose a bit of steering in four high. And I'm like, why won't my car get in the parking lot? <laughs> it was so embarrassing there. I was like stuck in the lanes between the parking spots and I couldn't, there's, there's not the same, uh, turning radius, I guess. In four like All four tires are like rotating. So it normally, if you only own two wheel drive, like your back tires kind of stay still while the front turns. But when they're both turning, it just makes all your turns wider. I had the same trouble with my car the first time I used four-wheel drive. I thought. Oh, I feel so much in. better knowing that someone else. <laughs> I would have not that. even thought about that. That's I looked hilarious. like a moron, and then I parked it just diagonal. I was like, "Forget this!" It just Good. Went in and it was this looks great. I can see you guys that have, you know, acreage or property running around on like golf carts or razor scooters, or not razor scooters. Those razor, like, like a side by side. Yeah, the side by side things. I see you guys doing that kind of stuff. That that just I assume that everybody that has acreage just runs around in those little <laughs> carts. <laughs> no, no. Okay. I Our love- acreage, you would have to trek down with trekking poles because we live in a gully, so it's like six wooded acres of gully. It's really cool to hike it. I'll probably hike it today because it's one of those situations where you look out and you can see the whole carpet of white in the woods. Oh right. But I think Josh and Haley's is more 
traversable. I mean, mm. it is our our land is kind of, it's at the end of a cul-de-sac, and all the all the lots are kind of like pie slices. So it starts at the cul-de-sac and then it gets wider. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not. I mean, we could we could like ride something from the end of our driveway down through the fence through the fence yeah. and like make little loops. Like it's two two point three acres, but oh. not enough to have like trails. Yeah. Right. Say. Yeah. Yeah. That'd still be fun though. Oh my gosh, that would be. <laughs> Couldn't do that like here. There's people that drive. Do y'all have snow right now? Oh no, no. We no. never get snow. Never. Ever. Oh, Maybe okay. once. It's not even once every like four years. Once every like four years. Yeah. It snowed on Halloween one time. Mm. It was really? Like five or six years. It was the day after Halloween. Oh yeah. That's I've been great. trick or treating in snow before. It's well, a pretty normal day. Yeah. Rachel, you probably get snow on Halloween as much as. We do. No, no, we're really pretty far south. It's not even uh, usual for us to have snow before Christmas. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, on occasion we will, but right now, like, we have a lot of snow and it's great. And my youngest just wants to go throw snowballs at everything and everyone's car. <laughs> it's yeah. so fun. Yeah. yeah. So, you guys, I wondered if you wanted to play Would You Rather with us. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So we already did the would you rather polar plunge or ball drop, but would you rather, and everybody can play, okay? Would you rather only shop a hoarder house or only sell Beanie Babies? <laughs> hoarder house, that's just fun. Hoarder and house. YouTube content all day. Oh, yeah. Okay. Agreed. Hoarder house all the way. I just right. really love those little beady eyes on the be I'm just kidding. Hoarder house. <laughs> no, I know. I, although sometimes I see those hoarder houses on some of those shows and I think, mm. sometimes they're really bad. Mm -mm, yeah. I don't know if I could go in that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about, um, you can only ship breakables or source only women's heels. <laughs> women's heels. Oh. Women's heels all day. Both of those just sound <laughs> awful. <laughs> okay. Well, you have to pick one. You have to probably, pick. Probably heels, I guess. Even okay. though we don't know anything about women's heels at no. all. This one's just look at the red bottoms. Even I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel, that's kind of a trick question for you. Yeah, breakables all day. Yeah. yeah. I'd have to really invest in a lot of pool noodles, but I would do the breakables, I think. Because yeah. women's heels... Forget it. I can't sell. I bought a pair of Gucci heels on eBay uh, just before Christmas for me, and they mailed these. I paid $20 in shipping, okay? Plus the cost of the shoes. They mailed them in a poly bag, and the heel tips broke off during shipping. What? Wow. Aww. I was like, for $20 in shipping, I, I didn't leave them. A little better. Do what? You would expect a little better. Yeah, I did send him a message and told him for future reference, you could consider putting your heels in boxes. And I sent him a picture of what happened. I still really wanted the shoes, so I didn't want to like start a return or anything. They didn't yeah. even message back. It is what it is, but I have to get new heel tips now. Oh. Have you guys ever left anyone a negative feedback? Uh-huh. Yes. There was this one Lyft driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's different though. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I really try not to. I mean, I will go, I will bend over backwards to avoid leaving any Me negative because I know how much it means to people. Well, yeah, 
I mean, it's been a long time since I've left negative, but um, I have had things that have come to me broken and they're just like, yeah, well, sorry. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I mean. You got to let future buyers know. Yeah. Yeah. Just re- if you like, if you're shipping it in a poly mailer and it's, it's a teacup, then it's going to break. So, yeah. okay. Wait, would you rather. Wait, let, me, let me tell mine. Oh, the okay, negative. Yeah. The last negative that I left, it was been a long, long time ago, but it's back when the trend on eBay was to sell a picture of an item. Mm. Y'all remember that? Um, And my daughter bought a picture of an electronics. I can't remember what it was, like a game system or something for like $180. And she got a picture. Wow. Yeah. And um, we eventually got our money back because eBay was cracking down on it. But yeah, that was like a big trend. Wow. Um, Like eight years ago or something like that, that people mm-hmm. were selling pictures of items. And in the small print, it said, you're only going to get a picture. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was, At least that was a good deal though. 180 bucks. I mean, 180 bucks for, I mean, let me tell you what, when the envelope came, I was like, and it wasn't like the shipping was cheap either. It was like 10 or $15 shipping mm-hmm. and oh. they tracked it and everything. And it was a picture. I was like, Damn. are you kidding me? Oh yeah. I was pretty ticked about that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Would you rather sell only on Macari or ship only FedEx? Oh, these are, these are <laughs> making me <laughs> I guess ship FedEx. I've oh, only I've only had issues shipping FedEx if I buy the label through eBay. Mm. And we just found out that we have a, a FedEx shipping center like five minutes away. So I guess that would be better than selling a Mercari. That sounds like a soundbite that could be edited out of here. That would be better than selling a Mercari. <laughs> New memes. I, I like Mercari a lot. And we just, I don't know. It just. I it's don't hard know to sell on Mercari. I mean, the. It's like they stopped that. Like they spent millions of dollars on advertising for like six months and then nothing. Yeah. So there's not many buyers there. They don't let you print four by six labels. Right. Like, Why is that? I mean, is- everyone can do that now. How well, how come Mercari can't figure that out? I think and that I, was something I was, that they every took time away. I complained about. What was that? I think that's something that they took away from Boss Reseller Remix because that was the one thing at the at the at the wrap up party that they were like, "We heard you, four by six labels, we got it." So I think they're going to work on easy. it. But- like, I don't know how to run a selling platform. That seems like a fairly easy fix. But every time I complained about that, people were like, "All you have to do is take a screenshot and open it in Adobe and resize it and print it." I'm like. I don't want to do that. No, I should you shouldn't have prints to do that. and it prints. Yeah. yeah. That's that's insane. You shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. I, I can guess. ship everything on FedEx because you can sell you can ship anything via FedEx for twenty seven dollars. Dollars anywhere, yeah. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. And she has t shirts to prove it. <laughs> it's the truth, guys. I like one time ever did it not work, but it's my central location. It has to be. I'm like I have a business policy that's FedEx thirty. And anytime something's heavy, I just click FedEx 30 because I know it's going to cover it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Middle of the country life there. That's awesome. Um, you know, so my daughter had a, like a little toy chest thing that she was shipping to her other sister. 
And she says, I said, oh yeah, just take it to FedEx. Well, FedEx was like seven blocks away and UPS was only two blocks away. So this is, you know, city life. This is how we live it. So she took it over to the UPS store and it was going to be $98 to ship it, but the box was $57. And the item that they were shipping was only like a $22 item. So She's like, yeah, she's just not going to get it. Sorry. Here's a picture of it. <laughs> she's not gonna... So I, I told her, I said, that's what Rachel says. You got to go to FedEx. Don't go to UPS. But then again, it might be just because it was just some random customer that doesn't have an account that right. doesn't do this all the time. They, they, you know. It happened to me when I was trying to ship a guitar and I went to a UPS store and the box was 50 something dollars and shipping was like 230 something. The guitar sold for like 150 I think USPS locations are like franchises and they can kind of, for at least the shipping supplies, they can kind of price it however they want. So mm -hmm. they just hope that people are desperate and are willing to pay $57 for a cardboard box. Yeah. And the boxes themselves are genuinely that cost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, That's I mean, mind blowing. Yeah. I was, when I, with the guitar, I was like, let me just buy the box and I can ship it myself. No, all right. Well, that's, I think it was like, mine was like $45 or something. Hmm. I was like, no, I'll just, I'll figure it something out. I'm not going to pay that. Mm. Yeah, go to a guitar store, ask yeah. for an empty box. Yeah, really? Yeah, that's they insane. have tons. All right. Would you rather have the ability to know what the next big bolo was or only sell bolos for from 15 years ago? <laughs> So I would want to know what the next big bolo is. Yeah. So you, you can know it, but you, okay. But you can't sell it? Is that what you're saying? But you can't, yeah, you can know what we it is. You didn't say that part. You didn't. <laughs> I thought we were psychic. I was like, this is a no-brainer. Oh that's a no-brainer. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. So, there, all right. I, I agree. Then <laughs> to know what the bolo is would be super cool. But so you wouldn't sell anything that was a bolo 15 years ago. Like beanies. Unless it was still a bolo. Right. It's not like you said, would you rather sell something that's going to be like hot next month or something that was hot 15 years ago? Yeah. Okay. I guess it's perspective. Sure. <laughs> either, either way. <laughs> okay. I wonder what was a bolo 15 years ago? 15 years ago would have been. What year would have that, that that's, have been? So like 2005? Anything Spice Girls, probably. Yeah. No, this is like when my son was a year old. Spice Girls were not cool. <laughs> You're going back like 25 years. Oh, was it really? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> At least oops, more than that. 2005 okay. wasn't, I mean, I was a year out of high school. Uh, what was Silly Bands? Silly Bands was like 2009? Yeah. 2010. Okay. Yeah, not much resale value on that. I was gonna say, yeah. even Zuzu Pets, Zuzu Pets might have been about 15. Oh, you're probably right. Yeah, Polly Pockets, maybe. No, Polly Pockets would have been 98, probably. I think it was oh, okay. the year of the Zuzu Pet. I really do. Okay, because I remember standing in line at Toys R Us and I had black uh paint underneath my eyes and we wore camouflage and we were on the lookout for Zuzu pets. I had to make it fun. I didn't want anything there. My sister wanted oh. to go. <laughs> no, I would totally do that too. Okay, ready? Next one. Everyone to know your thoughts or access your internet history. <laughs> I guess internet history. <laughs> yeah. my, I've had some some thoughts that because <laughs> people think about stuff all the time. It's okay to have thoughts as long as you don't act on them. 
yeah. I'm yes. sure that those were the thoughts in that pause just a second ago when you were like, Ugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that to get out. <laughs> okay. It makes me think about that that popular sound. Some thoughts are inside thoughts. We can't let those sneak out now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Angie. A hundred percent of look at my history all day long. <laughs> Rachel, same. Yeah, check my internet history. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Don't you don't want to know what I'm thinking? Because <laughs> you know, all everyone thinks we're very nice people. Right. Sometimes we have well, thoughts. I think that Angie. I think you and I have talked about this before. I don't judge anybody. I observe everything, but I'm not going to judge, but I'm going to have that thought while I'm observing, <laughs> but it's not a judge. It's just, I'm right, just observing. Just thought. Yeah. And, it, it, and I'm not saying that anybody should do something that, that they're doing something wrong or saying something wrong or, or wearing something wrong. I'm just thinking, what would, what would I do in that situation? Mm -hmm. it, it's not a judge. Does that make sense? That makes me sound super judgy. Sorry. Yeah, I just justify it however you want, Kristen. Yeah. Uh -huh. I did. Everyone take away that Kristen's mean and judgy. I'm just kidding. Judgy. <laughs> okay. Would you rather give up heat and AC or the internet? Oh. I'm killing Angie over there. Okay. That is, that, Rachel, uh, what would you give up first? I would give up heat and AC. I could totally make it. I mean, I might have to develop like some different makeup routine, but it would be fine. Who wants to live without the internet? That would change. I would have to get a different job. Yeah. yeah. Type yeah. in those sweaty fingers. You'd be okay with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'd give up heat, heat and, and AC. AC. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Okay. Isn't that terrible? Yes. For some when we were kids, we there was in. no internet. We well, lived you were going to say there was no heat and AC. <laughs> no, there was no internet. <laughs> well, I know, I know. We Isn't were it? fine. We made it. Yeah. Well, People made yeah. it without heat and AC too. But this is, yeah. Yeah, this is probably yeah. different for us because this is our job. It's on mm -hmm. the internet. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. No, kids today would rather live outside on the in the dirt than give up their internet i don't know That's i'm gonna true. ask both of my kids that and yeah. see the six-year-old and the 16-year-old what their answers what are their and why yeah oh. they've that never lived with heat and ac so without yeah you ask them like would you rather live like in a tent outside with wi-fi or like a mansion with wi with with heat and ac but no wi-fi yeah, I think my oldest is going to be like, well, I could get Wi-Fi from my friend's house or I'll go down. I'm going to live in the mansion. Like, you always try to find like loopholes yeah. to the yeah. 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 no mansion. Next door, you Starbucks. can never be on the internet again. Yeah. That's the question. Oh, that is a good question. I'm going to ask them. I'll report back. Yeah. I think I heard know. one time it's like, would you rather never eat cheese again or never use the internet again? And I think that one was a tough one because so many people like cheese. That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd have to. Well, pick that's an cheese. easy question for Rachel. It is. Yeah. I mean, it, cheese is delicious and it was hard to just like walk away from cheese, but I did. <laughs> yeah. I like what you said earlier about like budgeting. It's like, just go vegan, not eat eggs. I'm like, yeah, instead of paying $6 for eggs, you could pay $12 for egg substitute. Right? Yeah. There's right. a thing in the store that's like, it looks like mustard egg. and it yes. just says just egg, uh -huh. but it's not, not eggs. It's not just, egg. it's, and it's like $8 like a bottle. Yeah, it's more expensive than that. It's insane. It's 
the cost is outrageous for just eggs. So we um, we use tofu, like a block of firm tofu, and that's what I scramble up in the morning. But it's still like $2 a block. So $2 yeah. worth of eggs every morning, essentially. Yeah, but a block is probably about the size of about four eggs. Yeah, Drew and I split it. Yeah, I could probably eat a whole block myself, though, but I eat a lot of food. <laughs> Okay, would you only rather source things for a dollar for the rest of your life or only source things for a thousand dollars for the rest of your life? Mm. That's really a mind bender there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would say a thousand dollars because you wouldn't buy as much stuff, you wouldn't have a death pile. And you could operate on thinner margins and make the same amount of money. So you can buy something like that Alex Ramosi guy uh, that I was talking about earlier. Somebody asked him like how to make $100,000 a year. He's like, you could buy a, a commercial building for 10 million bucks and then sell it a week later for 10 million, 100,000, mm -hmm. make a hundred bucks and move on with your life. So like the more money you spend, it's like that. I posted on Instagram about that like six or eight months ago and people thought, said I was crazy. I was like, you're not going to be able to buy stuff for a dollar and sell it for hundred for much longer. You're going to have to spend more money to make that amount of profit. But right. if you buy a car for 5,000 bucks and spend one day cleaning it and pumping up the tires, you could sell it and make a thousand bucks the next weekend. If you just put a little sweat, sweat equity into it. So I think it'd be easier to make money if you had the capital to spend more upfront. Hmm, okay. So do you guys want to answer now that Josh? Is no, here? Josh totally talked me into yeah. it. I'm with him. Yeah, We're going to just yeah, I'm with $1,000 now. That's a, for me, it sounds great as long as we you can assume profit margins. Because if it's $1,000 items and they're only worth, you know, 1100 to resell it, then. Uh, I was assuming that there was some meat left on the bone. Yeah. Um, you know, I sell a whole lot of things that I source for a dollar. And yeah. even sometimes. And sell them for a hundred. People don't know what they have. So really depends on the profit margin. I also like the idea, like you work less because you have to buy yes. fewer things. And that's true. I, don't know. I think that's, see, I always tell like newer resellers set a cap on how much you're willing to spend because you're still learning. Mm -hmm. And if you are a newer reseller, it's important that you don't go out and buy a thousand dollar item because there's too much uh, room for error there. Like the, the, Mm, the risk is too great. And so when I first started reselling, I wouldn't source anything over $5. And I remember when I first started sourcing over $5. And then I remember the day Drew and I dropped $2,000 on Nikes because Dello, Dello, my son found this deal and was like, we can flip them for this. And, and it was there and it made sense. And I was, we were so proud of him for finding this opportunity. He didn't have the capital. And so we were like, we believe in this and we were going to give him like 35% or something as a finder's fee. And it turned right. out we never got the shoes. So yeah. But he'll never forget the fact that we were willing to put up the capital, you know. That's so, awesome. yeah, I agree because you can you can spend more money and do less work. All right. Now I'm going to really give you another zinger, completely different direction. Okay. Telekinesis or telepathy? Telepathy. Okay. Let's make sure we're on the same page about what those two mean. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Is where you can move things with your mind and telepathy yeah. is where you can hear other people's thoughts. Yes. Okay. Telepathy. Telekinesis. I don't want to know what people are thinking. Mm -hmm. Now you guys telepathy? really are going to be a power You can only telepathy. do it if you wanted to. I still don't want to know what people are thinking. Because I, I feel like it would be, what's the, uh, what women want, the Mel Gibson one, where he can hear oh. everybody all the time? 
Although yeah. that sounds miserable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so if you guys, selective. if either, if like you guys had one and then the other one had the other, you really would be like, we could rule the power world. couple there. <laughs> we could rule the world. That's right. Angie? I would do telepathy if I could turn it on and off, but that, because that would be really great in negotiations. Mm hmm. You can just know, well, I won't, in their mind, they're saying, I won't go with someone 20, 50, they say. Be like, the best I could do is 20. Okay. Yeah, that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Rachel? I'm with Haley. If I knew what people were thinking, I'd never leave my house. I'm already, like, <laughs> assuming the worst sometimes and that, like... <laughs> I'm scared of some people. And if I knew what they were thinking, I'd probably really be terrified because even your own thoughts, we all said we would never want people to know our own thoughts. Right. That's I do No, I would, it might make me a little lazy, but telekinesis and, but maybe it would enable me to move things that like, I'm not quite strong enough to move to <laughs> be moving mountains. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I was thinking, I, I liked how Angie was like, it was like money related, like negotiation stuff, but you could also make money with telekinesis. Like, bets like i bet you 100 bucks i can move that without touching it and then they give you <laughs> that's money true that's true just do that all the time just have a business a moving company you start your own moving company easiest co moving company ever there you go just, oh <laughs> yeah just right in the truck yep awesome. seven ball corner pocket won't even touch it my <laughs> <laughs> house would be so clean if i had right yeah. oh that it could be a magician might be a problem because you'd be like sitting there on the couch going i see that speck of dust you would be like ocd in no time because you could fix anything <laughs> true. true okay maybe i'm rethinking my my answer now <laughs> all right this one this one is definitely for all of you okay you're forced to only sing in all of your next videos from from now until eternity you can only sing your videos or you can only dance through all the all of your videos. Oh. <laughs> Angie, I'm so sorry. You hate me. <laughs> Rachel, you go first. Oh, okay. So used to I would randomly at dinner make life a musical. <laughs> Not a very good singer, but I would just sing at dinner whatever it is that I wanted to say. So I feel like that if you're a really great singer, then people that brings them joy because you're a great singer. And if you're not, that brings them joy because they're laughing. So I would rather sing in all my videos because I think it would make people happy. Okay. Angie. <laughs> uh, I'm singing and I am tone deaf. I apologize <laughs> to anyone who has to hear me. My Thanks. channel is no longer, you know, active, I'm sure. But <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah. The moves are ugly. <laughs> I have no rhythm. So I'm like cursed in both ways. Now I am my own personal Simon Cow. I can hear everybody else. I could tell you if you're like mm -hmm. off key or whatever, but in my own brain, forget it. I cannot hear myself. So, but you know what? I make up songs for Oliver all the time about how he's the best dog in the world. <laughs> you know, so I'd be right there singing. I'd be good. Yeah. There's Angie's little uh, sound clip right there. We would get better eventually too. If you practice something every day, you have to get better. So eventually I'd be like an opera singer. Yeah. No, I would not. I've been be. singing all my life and I'm not getting any better. What about you guys? Are you singing or dancing on Harry Tornado? I dance a lot dance. On, on whatnot. I I probably dance. So I I probably dance. Even though we'd make fools. Singing of ourselves, takes but... too much energy. Can you sing though? Are you good singers? 
Uh, he is. Haley, Haley is a good singer. Haley sings in church. She's on the singing team. She's got some microphone and all that stuff. Oh, um, I guess it's relative. He's a relative. very good singer. Mm. You are. I mean, Josh had like a previous album out. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget. So I yes. feel like singing would, should be what you would choose. I don't know. I feel like you said that it would like bring people joy. I feel like people would be annoyed, but I also kind of know our audience on YouTube is mostly like male millennials and they would just be like, unsubscribe. Yeah, <laughs> Stop, singing. Stop singing. So then what is your go-to karaoke song? You're assuming we, we, <laughs> we go to karaoke. I have never all done karaoke. You had to go to karaoke. Oh, uh, I think the last time I did karaoke was probably like 10 years ago. And I did some song by, I think it was Kings of Leon. What was, what was the name of it? I don't know. It was, I was just looking through and that was the first one I recognized. So that's the one I did. I would do that song, Tequila. <laughs> da, 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 like that one? Yeah. yeah. Then you just have to say tequila. Tequila. <laughs> You'd have to do the dance moves like Pee Wee Herman, though. Okay. Well, yeah. Oh my gosh. I used to think that song said Ariba, but not tequila. <laughs> I did not know it was. <laughs> Isn't so it great weird. when you've been singing something wrong your whole life? Whole oh, yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. Rachel, do you have a karaoke song? Oh yeah, for sure. I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> She's been waiting. I would ask for like Harper Valley PTA. That's, oh. I just think that's such a fun karaoke song, Jeannie C. Riley. And if if you guys ever are around me in karaoke, I'm probably going to bust out in that or like Frozen or I don't know, something. Something Disney, like Moana's How Far I'll Go. I love that song. <laughs> the stuff I sing in my car. Karaoke at FlipCon this year. Oh, yeah. Oh. So we'll the DJ, we'll have karaoke. We shot for awesome. like, a good YouTube. idea. We shot on our youth trip a couple of years ago and Josh was driving and he's now known for singing um, the never enough song by, or from the greatest showman. The yeah. one that the lady goes way high yeah. and Josh thinks that one. So that's definitely your karaoke song. For it's sure. not good. It's not good. <laughs> but as long as it makes people happy, that's the point. Yeah. Like they didn't yes. And the kids there. recorded it and they made fun of you for years. Yeah. So I think if I had, I, I really like singing that, um, Friends in Low Places. Oh, oh yes. yes. Garth Brooks, right? Yeah, that I think that would be my go-to karaoke song. That's Mr. That's Squirrels. He's really That's good at that. Yeah. It's a pretty easy song to sing, and everybody knows it. Yeah. That's what you want in a karaoke song. Yeah. Drew goes straight for Josh Turner songs because he's got oh, that yeah. deep Tennessee oh. voice, you know. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Angie, would you what would you pick? Mm -hmm. Um I can see you doing karaoke. I can oh, see Lord. it happening. I, the last song I did was Green Day. Do you have the time to listen to <laughs> me? the last song I thought you were going to say. <laughs> About nothing and everything all at once. Okay, that's I thought those guys were so cool when I was in high oh, school. Me too. And yeah. My Chemical Romance, I just was like, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> really liked them. Mm. But yeah, um, you, there, there's a little bit for you. I'll make my channel all singing now. Thank you. <laughs> good job, good job. No, new, for, new for 2023, Angie resells and sings. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to change your channel name. 
Angie, and all the like nice older ladies would be like, "That was so lovely, Angie." Would be so nice and positive about it, and I'll be like, "Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry." <laughs> there would be someone though. There would be someone. Listen, I was talking recently about talking about you know, there's always someone to leave something negative. It seems like the more one piece of content grows, because you might put a reel out, say 500 people see it, say 5,000 people see it, mainly positive. And when you like 200,000 people see it, you're bound to have some people in there that don't like what you're doing. And so I've, I'm learning, just don't read those comments. Just don't read the comments on some pieces of content. And so I keep going back to this one particular reel I have that just is getting a lot of exposure and people are not very nice on there. And I'm like, don't respond. I go to type and I'm like, stop, just go back, just go back. And so what's y'all's advice on not reading? Cause you want to read comments and you all are like the king and queen of responding to people. But how do you filter out like what you're not going to respond to and what you're going to actually delete or block? Like I'm only deleting stuff if it has really offensive language. What's your advice? What do you, think? you can speak to that more than I can. I mean, I, I, I used to try to respond to everything and now, um, I don't I mean, sometimes I'll respond. Usually I just like give a heart or something. And mm-hmm. if it's a mean comment, I just won't heart it. So they get to see <laughs> everybody else has a heart and they don't have a heart. You no heart for you. Everyone no else got a sticker, but you. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't want to seem like we're like against criticism. I always say like, if somebody actually, you know, sees or hear us do anything that, they think is wrong, like, feel free to call me out on it. You know, it's, I don't have to agree with you, but I'm always up for some constructive criticism, but there's a difference between, between constructive criticism and just criticism in general. That's yeah. so important because people are allowed to have their own opinions that differ from yours. And I never want to be that person that's exposing everyone who disagrees with me as like a hateful comment. I mean, just because they don't see life exactly like I do doesn't mean they're being hateful. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of draw the line at like the F word gets deleted, stuff like that, you know? Well, I saw one, um, Josh, that y'all had done where at a flea market where I think you just said you're blessed or something like that. And you got so much hate over that. Like, it, was, it was mainly just one guy. Somebody asked how we were and I said, blessed and forgiven. Yeah. And he just went off. He's like, I didn't come watch this channel to be preached at. This, this like, is a channel about reselling, not religion. I'm like, sounds like you got some issues there, bud. Right. That was probably like a personal conviction there. Yeah. You didn't say anything yeah. that was offensive. That no, was I didn't. Yeah. Inwardly. I did put that on Instagram, though. <laughs> you say you did. <laughs> yeah. That kind of stuff happens. You know, I post a lot of stuff that's really outward with my faith on my channel. My last video was, it was just, it didn't have anything to do with reselling. It was just a testimony about something that had happened. And um, I was just so fed by the feedback in the comments that were left. And so anyone struggling with whether or not to, to put that out as a part of themselves, I would encourage them because, you know, it's one of those you can't fill uh, or you can't pour from an empty cup. And when people say that they received something from like a word that God gave you and you put it out there, that just really fills me up. It, it's encouraging when people leave those good comments. So you know, because so, sometimes I'm like, I don't know, should I put this video out? I mean, it had zero to do with reselling, but it is a cool story. <laughs> yeah. 
That's awesome. But it's a part of who you are. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'd rather that be my personality than know me as a YouTuber, as as a reseller. If you know nothing else about me, if you know that I'm a Christian, that, that seems a lot more important than even knowing that I'm a wife or a mom. Like, if I'm going to find one thing to be a, a personality identifier, that would be it. Right. And I think we kind of, in this community, we kind of tunnel vision our channels a lot for just the reselling content. So I love what Josh and Haley that y'all are going to like branch out into other things because our community is pretty small. I mean, really overall compared to YouTube as a whole and like the family channels where you're learning about someone's family and everything about them, those do really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's like there's relation on YouTube. There's like relationship based creators and then like idea based creators. Mm-hmm. So like Mr. Beast who just does the big idea videos, like anybody could do the videos if they had enough money, you know, mm-hmm. um, then you have like people like Casey Neistat that are, he does whatever he wants and people just watch because they like him mm-hmm. as a person. Exactly. Um, I personally think that's like the best way to go on YouTube, like have your audience like you for you. That way, mm-hmm. if you ever want to explore new things or, you know, change change paths in life you have those people that will follow you wherever you go if you like pigeonhole yourself into one category and never show any other side of you people are even with reselling people are interested in it and then they lose interest and they're constantly coming back and forth yeah Uh, so my husband watches a lot of uh travel shows and so when the pandemic happened a lot of them were traveling further away and they had to get home and when they got home they they were like, well, maybe we should have a home base. We should have somewhere to live other than just our van. So we watched these, this couple called Trent and Allie that we watched him for travel. And he was kind of bent out of shape, Mr. Squirrel, He that they were shifting gears at first. He was like, ah, oh, I, I liked him because they went cool places. But then as they started like building their house and raising their kids, now Every, you know, whatever it is, Tuesday night when their, their videos come out, he's like, well, we better sit down and find out what's happening with Trent and Allie. I mean, Aww. you get personally invested. So I love it that even the people that are there hardcore, I'm there for that reason, have kind of softened a little bit and want to know more about other things that you do. I think it's I think it's a good idea that yeah. you that happened to us. Excited. That's happened to us this past year. Um, we, cause people started coming out and be like, oh, Josh and Haley are not resellers. They're giving horrible advice and stuff. I'm like, pe- those people didn't understand this kind of, uh, this right. thing we're doing with our channel. Like, right. like it's, there's so much that goes kind of like behind the scenes of it, like where we're going with it. Cause we see the future of YouTube. Like mm-hmm. people are no longer, people who are like resellers and like do that full time. They're not really watching YouTube videos. The best resellers aren't on YouTube, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're not really, yeah. we're, we're, we're trying to in, like include more like entertainment type stuff because resellers are not coming in to learn more things about reselling. People are just coming to our videos to be entertained. And mm-hmm. so that, that like cycle of trying to become more of like, oh, I want to see what Josh and Haley post. I don't really care what's really happening yeah. in the video or what they find. I just want to watch Josh and Haley. And I think people don't really recognize that, you know? Yeah. Because pe- a lot of people were mad. They were like, y'all are not resellers anymore. Like y'all are telling people to go buy plush and you you um selling on whatnot for $20 and it's not worth that. I'm like, y'all don't really understand. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And if that being said, do you guys... Do you guys have some um, overarching goal for 2023 for your channel specifically? 
not necessarily, but like, like kind of what Josh was posting on Instagram, just like incorporating something else than the reselling mm-hmm. to have somebody, something that people are constantly coming back and to see. And we've noticed that like anytime we post about our house, mm-hmm. people are like, I want to see more. I want to see a full house tour. I want to wow. see this. And we're just like, yeah. interesting. You know, like you're talking about comments. Like you really have to like engage with what your comments are saying to mm. know where you need to go with your videos. Like we can't oh, just smart. The same Ben's videos over and over again. Like we have to evolve, otherwise our channel is going to die. Yeah. Right. Like, if you th- like, I can't really think of any YouTube channel this lasted more than like eight years without a major pivot. Like it's like, yeah. a, it's like a TV show, like The Walking Dead. They finally stopped it. Like it was a massively successful TV show, but people just lose interest over time. Mm-hmm. So like, if you don't want to be a washed up YouTuber one day, you're going to have to pivot into something else. Um, yeah, that's true. Girl that was, she took the same YouTube courses as her name's Hope Scope. And she was making like legging review videos on YouTube for it a long time. It used to time. be solely what she did was leggings. Yeah, it's just leggings. And then she kind of, you know, she'd post a new video and get some views and then die off and post a new video. But she wasn't really growing. So she pivoted mm-hmm. to something more with a wider audience. Now she like buys all sorts of stuff. Now she's getting like 20 million views a month, making mi- millions, millions of views, millions of dollars per year uh, from her YouTube channel because she pivoted to something with a wider audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and reselling is, is pretty niche. So mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out a way really to just... Is. Still, still scratch that itch. You know, people that enjoy the thrill of the hunt. Like, how else can we do that? Um, we had an idea of like trying to find a, a house that we could, like, a flip house mm. that we could buy and then document on the YouTube, like learning how to fix stuff. Fix and it up. Uh, over the year. Yeah. Um, that would be fun. Using reselling content, like, mm-hmm. hey, we need to get new floors for this room. Let's go to the bins and see what we find, and then like incorporating. That like making it more like story based and all that. Yeah, or even like thrifting the light fixtures and things like that. Like, yeah, that that's how we built this house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thrifting the light fixtures. See, you were ahead of your time, Kristen. You could have had a whole channel about that. (laughs) Yeah, there was no YouTube then, though. (laughs) How long ago was this? uh, There might have been YouTube. It was (laughs) two thousand. Well, it says that on our concrete, two thousand seven. Six. I think YouTube started in 2006. Okay. But 2007 was very early. There wasn't, so you, yeah. you would have been, a, you'd have been before. That's but I don't insane. know if we talked about it on the show, but Kristen and her family built their own house. So we were talking about that before. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's awesome. I, I think I that I've seen several YouTube series of people that have done that and it's wildly successful because you yeah. save so much money. You don't realize how much contractors make <laughs> just from well, I think managing also- everything. Yeah. Beyond all of that is also what you were playing into in your Instagram post was that just the knowledge, because I told you guys before all this, before we started the live, that the drywall down, my my six-year-old buttered all of the <laughs> screw holes. So I love it that she now is an adult. They all know how to fix anything, rewire anything. Um, you know, they just have skills that I'm so proud of them for having because they were forced <laughs> to, yeah. you know, come in and frame and do all the things. I sent a picture to you and we were all like strong arm in it because we framed the house little, you know, our kids in us. So that's awesome. I'm so well, proud I love of channels where people are actually learning to do stuff along the way. I mean, I like when professionals do it or whatever, but when people are like learning it, do it themselves and they're doing it, I really enjoy that kind of content. Noelle, Farm Girl Scavenger, you know, she's she bought an old Sears Robux um, house and she's on her channel, on her reselling channel documenting like as they go and she's learning a lot. 
But um, Drew, uh, one of his big resolutions or goals for this year is since he is a contractor, he goes to so many houses where he thinks this guy could have done it himself, but he didn't know how. And so he's starting a YouTube channel um, where he's going to be educating people like how to put in a GFCI and how mm -hmm. to hang a new light fixture and all okay. of this stuff. Like he's prepping that the spot. Great. You know. Yes, just so because that people have that general knowledge. Those you know? little projects that people can do themselves, it would be amazing to have just right. a go-to of how that. I mean, like something so simple, like my front door was falling off. <laughs> it kept getting looser and looser. So it seems so stupid, but we bought these four-inch screws because we went to YouTube and they said, this is how you fix it. You get these four-inch screws and you went, so I had to borrow a drill from my daughter or whatever, but I saw it on YouTube. So I was comfortable like taking out the little baby screws and fixed. Since I, <laughs> have, you know, I was thinking I had to replace my front door, but nope. Four-inch screws. Nice. <laughs> you know, we've talked about how much support that this whole community really generally is just all the comments are like positive and everything. Um, when you were our first guest, uh, Susan Ward was one of the people that commented and she says, awesome first guest. Yay, girl power. So I think it was super cool. We're so, I thought it was so cool that you, you know, took a chance on us. This is our second podcast ever as a group um, of course you were there whenever we were talking about starting it but mm -hmm. then you were like yeah sure i'll go on this brand new podcast so yeah and, and fun fact i've only done this is my fourth podcast i guess but the the first two that i've only done without josh were both with rachel like rachel had my first podcast on channel and then i did it with you guys for my second time so it's really That's cool. so sweet. Yeah, I remember when I asked you to come on my show and we were talking about it being a two hour show and I was like, I promise, like, give me a safe word if you feel like after an hour you've had enough. Yeah, <laughs> but it, yeah, I promise it'll just go right by. This time has kind of flown by. Um, I totally want to respect you guys time today and I'm sure you have lots of things to ship since we've just finished up the holiday. I guess we're not very good at being homeowners or something i don't know so like our, our newest house we have propane propane that um heats the house um it's the gas stove and then our water heater well right. we ran out like the propane tank is now on empty we found it on christmas eve and we were like oh no because oh, it's no. been closed since literally since christmas eve we're like oh please because it's been so cold oh, here right we're just like yeah please don't run out of propane today we still have it but we are so low and we've been trying to get the propane people to call we've been calling and calling we're like please y'all need to get out here today we will pay the extra money like we have to have propane and that's who called him just now oh. and I'm like, oh, that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, that's very important yeah. well i mean some of those things you only learn by doing you know, know. The, the house doesn't always come with an instruction book and no, especially it's the first time we've had a well first time we've had septic septic and oh. all that so we're learning <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Our that's oldest daughter just bought a house and it's in a state that normally also would not be super cold, but they had like, I think the high, the high that day was one in where they were living. One. And I know, but the, it was a brand new house and they don't build to codes for cold weather like that. So they had some pipes that were in these walls that were super cold and their, their faucets wouldn't turn on because the pipes were 
frozen. frozen. They weren't broken. They were just frozen. So they're on the phone calling dad saying, I don't know what to do. So we have them out there cutting holes in their in putting vents in to warm up their pipes because it's on the outside and, and trying to do it from across the state. So it oh, also first home too. It, it is a learning experience when you have, yeah. you know, different kind of responsibilities. For and sure. you're always working on something. You're yes. always, always something. It could be a brand new house or a fixer upper. And there's just always something to be done. It seems like mm-hmm. you guys have you, to, go ahead. Are you filling up your house now, Haley? Cause I know you, it was a much bigger house. So I'm, I'm sure you had a bunch of empty rooms. Yeah. I mean, it's, it has grown more than I guess we thought we have so much stuff. I mean, literally we don't have kids or anything in the two of us and it, I mean, everything's exploding everywhere. I'm just like, I'm bad about like wanting to design my house in a certain way. And then I like, won't do anything about it. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I, I get so overwhelmed with like all the little projects and then nothing happens. So like we've been yeah. in the house since April mm-hmm. and like, we still have like empty walls and Josh is like, <laughs> we need to put something there. I'm like, I don't know what I want to put there. And I'm, I'm just so bad about it. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's did, very bad. About it. Did you get your propane? Yeah, are they coming? No. I mean, oh, they're, no. Not, they're like, eh, we'll be out there in the next 10 days or so. I'm like, I'm like well, this, we're not lasting 10 days. There's no way. unless. It's hey, but you'll still have internet. No heat. No heat. No hot water. No stove. So. Heat, hot water, and stove. <laughs> not, not anything important. Just heat, hot water, and stove. You did say you would choose the yeah, internet yeah, over the did. heat. So you just didn't make it. Your, would you rather game would become never playing. Would you rather again with Kristen? Ever again. <laughs> <laughs> we're so glad that you guys agreed to come on here with us. And we're um, looking forward to a phenomenal 2023 for you guys, for all of us, for everyone, all of our viewers. Um, just really really anticipating great things this year, but would you mind to tell everyone the most important thing that they can take away today? Sure. You, you can, can sit, sit with, with us. us. <laughs> I really wanted you to dig deep to remember that. Okay. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>